live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. Bag up, bag up. Bag up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show en route. Now, I'm worried, T.J., about the next little while here because uh, I've been this way enough to know that around the Kansas border, the uh, cell coverage is not good. Well, for the first so time today, you, you right just now. jumped a little bit very... a second ago. So I think you're right. But yeah. you're good now. You're good now. Yep. 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 So fingers crossed here. We've, we've been pretty good so far. I'm in the Papa T-Mobile. We are headed to Nebraska. We left at 545 this morning and uh, trying to beat the team up to Omaha. we got to get the Brent Venables pregame interview when they arrive up there today. And then we're going to settle in. Head to the uh, uh, stadium tomorrow morning. Pre-game show starts at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. we got lots still coming up on the show today. Steely's uncle joins us live, bottom of the hour. Next hour, three predictions. The Pizza Hut Ref Royal Rumble picks for this weekend. TJ's Gut, if you have not sent in your Housemith Restaurant Group King of the Mountain picks for this week yet, we need you to do so by 9 a.m. this morning. If you're still alive on the mountain, send in your picks by 9 a.m. this morning, 405-651-3439. Very cool last night, yesterday afternoon, Brian Bosworth, who obviously was a central figure in this rivalry in the 80s, joined Teddy and Tyler live on The Rush and uh, thought it would be good to play that interview back for you this morning. It was pretty cool. Here's the Boz. From the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. All right, now what has happened is that uh, with Georgia getting beat, the tide is like getting beat, so that's what's Alabama. Penn State more than likely is going to go to the Sugar Bowl to play Alabama. Now what it does to us, it does this. The Orange Bowl is meeting right now in an executive meeting. They're considering, I don't know, the possibility of taking us or probably more likely to ask us to come play Nebraska again in Orange Bowl. Oh, yeah, you could tell they wanted that football game. Awesome stuff. And, man, what a pleasure. Joined by, now by uh, a guy that everyone knows if, if you know college football, you know this guy. Some of the older fans know him as the best linebacker to ever play the sport. The younger fans know him as the sheriff of Fansville. And I don't know what one is, uh, has brought you more attention. we got Brian Bosworth on, the boss. What's up, man? Hey, Teddy. How you guys doing? Oh, doing fantastic. We're just uh, we're gearing up for this game. OU Nebraska, we did it last year. Don't get to see it as much as we used to, but, man, this one gets everyone excited. I'm, I know you're feeling the same way. 
Well, it was such an awesome rivalry back in, you know, the heyday, um, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, all the 90s. Until they left to go to the Big Ten, it was, you know, a very, very important game. Sometimes it, uh, it you know, back in the Big Eight days, it you know, determined who was going to be the Big Eight champion basically every year and who got an invitation to the Orange Bowl and got a chance to play for national championship. And, you know, that, that uh, continued when... Uh, the Big Eight went to the Big Twelve. You know, Nebraska was still a fairly dominant team. They weren't as dominant as they were in the '80s and '90s, uh, but they still had uh, tremendous success. And since they've gotten into the Big Ten, they have fallen on some hard times. But you know, obviously, you cannot take uh, Nebraska um, light lightly, uh, especially given their 0 and 2. Just fired the head coach. They're going to be hungry. The fans are going to come out rabid. Uh, and anytime you get the crimson and cream and the big red clashing helmets, uh, there's going to be some some major collisions on that field. So there's going to be a lot of pride and passion on both sides of the ball on Saturday. I believe you're making the trip to Lincoln on Saturday. I'm curious, how many times, if any, have you made the trip to Lincoln since your playing days at OU, and how have Nebraska fans treated you over the years? Um, I have not been back to Nebraska since um, the 86 season when we beat them um, on that last second field goal by Tim Lasher, that marvelous catch by Keith Jackson. Um, uh, you know, the fans have been you know, always incredible. When you talked about the, the fans bill, um, you know, thing with Dr. Pepper, you know, you think about uh, – Classic teams and Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska, um, the Cornhuskers, they fit right into that Fansville, famous little town uh, that they're just so passionate about the identity of the Cornhuskers. And they just, they want, they want them to be great again. And I don't think it's going to be too far down in the future that they'll be great again. You know, if you look back in the last, I don't know, 12, 15, 18 games, They've been in every single game. It's come down to a one-score game. And, you know, Teddy, you know this better than any. These games uh, in college football, they come down to two, three, four plays a game. Uh, and it's just a matter of whether you're the ones on the recipient side of uh, the good the good luck or uh, the one that uh, is on the bad side of a bad bad bounce. So you got to play 60 minutes, you know, in college football to determine out, the outcome of these games now. Now, I – uh, I want to get some of your opinions on, on Nebraska now and what you think of this game and what you think of Brent Venables coming back as, as head coach. But first, uh, I wanted to ask you about, you know, your experience in this game. What, what's You got any favorite moments, anything that stands out about this matchup? And, you know, a lot of times it's there's these famous plays, but it's maybe it's something that happened under the stadium walking out before warm-ups or – you know, some of these inside details that, that you never see on television. Is anything like that ever happened that sticks out to you? You know, each game that we played back uh, in the 80s when I was playing, in, in 84, they were number one. I think we were number three. There was no shot that anybody was giving us a chance to win that game. Um, and we were you know, relatively young football team. And we went into Lincoln, Nebraska, had a goal line stand. Um, Nebraska was dominating everybody back in the 80s. I mean, if you had Nebraska on their schedule, you know, the opponents just said, well, we're going to lose that one. Let's just get out with, you know, our limbs intact. And uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a physical 
game. I mean, you you need a couple of weeks to recover from you know playing Nebraska and. 84 was that kind of game. Um, 85, we were very fortunate and that we dominated them and, you know, should have been 27 to nothing, but uh, ended up being 27 to 7. I don't think we'd ever, um, you know, had an opportunity to, to shut out Nebraska and dominate them the way we did that day, but um, that was a very special game. But I think the third game that we played back in Lincoln in 86 when, when, um, when we were down, you know, and, you know, the guys, we had some younger kids on the sideline that, uh, you know, maybe not had got a lot of playing time. And, and, uh, it was in the fourth quarter. And I remember coming off the sideline and, and, uh, and some of those younger kids were going, well, you know, we've been to the orange bowl before, you know, let's it'd be fun to go to the sugar bowl. And I said, forget that. That's not happening. That's not who we are. We don't fold the tents here and, you know, in sooner nation. So, um, it it just it's it sparked uh, a little bit of of anger in me. Not that I didn't lack any on that particular day, but you know, you play Nebraska, you're going to get their best, and you know when when they play us, they're going to get our best. And I remember coming out of a uh, TV timeout, and Coach Switzer came over to me just before the defense went went back on the field and said, "Boz, I need that ball. We got to have that ball if we're going to win this game." And I went out there and I yanked one of the. Uh, fumbles that we got, and we had two of them in that fourth quarter, and I yanked both of them out. And it, you know, not to toot my own horn, but we we need leaders. You need leaders that the coaches can count on. They can go to guys that uh, when big plays need to be made, um, they can go to those guys and say, "Hey, I don't I don't know what you got left in, inside your tank, but scrape the bottom of it and 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 floor it uh, because uh, I'm going to need everything you got in this series." And and I think that was one of the you know instrumental moments that I had there in, in, in Oklahoma because we were down and we had guys on the, on the sideline that, that did not believe in Sooner Magic. And, man, it, 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 it's real. It's just you've got to go out and create it. And uh, when you have doubts, it's, it's, it makes it really difficult for Sooner Magic to happen. So uh, that was probably my favorite moment out of that series because we had to come back and, and figure out a way to win a game that we were down in somebody else's backyard. Two-time Buckus Award winner Brian Bosworth is our guest. Interesting circumstance this Saturday. Nebraska's got an interim head coach, Mickey Joseph. In your opinion, does this change the dynamic of the game at all, seeing that this is Mickey Joseph's first game as the interim head coach? Yeah, you know, obviously, if you don't go into um, into this game as an Oklahoma Sooner with a little bit of anxiety, then you're not prepared to play this game. Um, you get a team with the back against the wall that's played well. I mean, their offense has played well. They put points on the board. They just had some misfortune, in, you know, against North, North, Northwestern. It was the tail of two halves. Nebraska looked really good that second half, and they came in the first half, and they came out in the second half. Uh, they just looked flat. They were missing easy, you know, throws and catches, and and making some mental mistakes, and they let the game get ahead or get away from them, you know. But Northwestern's a smart club. I mean, you're, you're not necessarily going to go in there and beat a Northwestern to death. It's just a it's a, a war of attrition. Who's going to make the least amount of mistakes? And and Nebraska made too many mistakes last week. You know they had they had the game in hand, and the defense couldn't put uh, you know the opponent away. Um, and that's what I was saying. You know you, these games come down, especially in today's college football games. You got to play sixty minutes. So you got a team that's that's starving for a win, and they see a. A top ten, number six Oklahoma come in, 
You talk about being able to turn a season around in four quarters, that can happen for Nebraska if they come out and they are focused and Oklahoma is not. Or if Oklahoma is not sharp in every phase of the game, it's going to take all three phases of the game. So it's a little more fearful um, with the, the shakeup there in Nebraska because those, those young men are going to rally behind this new head coach and they're going to prove that they have passion, they have power, they have pride, and they're going to put it on the field for their fans to watch. And there's no doubt that the staff at OU is is preparing their team for that exactly that. And uh, what what have you what have you thought so far through two games? Uh, we got the new regime in Brent Venables. I know I know you know Coach Venables really well. Uh, have known him for a long time. What's your impression of his his football team this year? Man, I loved him back when he was coaching you guys in the early 2000s. It broke my heart that he left. Um, I watched him continue success there in Clemson and put Clemson on the map. And you know better than any, Teddy, that, that you got to have a dominant defense to win championships and to stay in games because sometimes the offense just doesn't click on a, on a Saturday. But if the defense is forever consistent, um, you've got a chance to win the games. And, and what Brent has done has brought in a completely different culture. You can feel it. You can see it. You understand it from, from just a, a witness from the – from the outside looking in, um, these young men are emotional. They're prideful. They love um, Coach Venables and what he's brought in, the things that have been lacking um, that wasn't there with the previous regime. It, it does. It really does show on the football. Now, given we've only had two games, and I think they're still trying to find an identity, but um, I think they have uh, really found a fantastic coach in Coach Venables to lead Oklahoma back to where um, they have been in recent past. And, um, you know, you couldn't ask for a better coach to take the helm uh, and change the direction and uh, narrative of Oklahoma football. I want to ask you about one guy in particular. I I believe you were at the game last weekend. Um, How closely did you watch Danny Stutzman? You know good linebacker play. And are you impressed with what you saw from him last Saturday and maybe even up to these first two games of the season? Well, I wasn't at the game last week. I was at the Texas-Alabama game last week. Um, but I was at, at the very first game against UTEP, and I'll be up next week for the Kansas State game. Uh, but I have watched closely um, Stutzman, uh, you know, just the way he has developed since he's been there. And the thing that I, I really was impressed with, uh, and Teddy, you know this, when you have – at East-West, but when they are invading an offensive backfield and they are stressing the offensive tackles and they are, they are making the quarterback uh, feel the presence of bodies in his pocket, um, and then they are game-tackling, they are swarming. I have not seen that in, a, in an Oklahoma football team since Brent Grenvilles was the defensive coordinator back in the early 2000s. And... It just, it just makes me giggle because I just love it. I mean, I, it, I'm a defensive guy. I, I think you control the line of scrimmage. You control the ball. You control field position. You control everything with three and outs. Um, so I really love the direction that we're going, and I think the offense is going to continue to you know, strive, and they're going to find themselves. Um, you know, the offensive line needs to gel up. The, we need a leader to stand up in the backfield and you know, just take, take charge. 
uh, we got a great wide receiver in uh, in Mems and and uh, uh, D- uh, Dylan Gabriel is is finding connection with him, and that's just going to take uh, rhythm and time. So uh, I-, I anticipate they're going to continue to do that, but they'll be stressed this Saturday. You know, playing in you know somebody else's backyard to be the first time on the road for these for these guys and for the staff, and it is a loud stadium. I mean, that's one of the loudest stadiums in college football. It's intimidating to play there. I don't care if. Nebraska's 0-2. It doesn't matter. It just means they're, just means they're going to be starving for a win, and we got to go in there and be, pre- be prepared to fight for four quarters. I was laughing a minute ago. You're at the uh, Alabama-Texas game. Do you have to wear a disguise <laughs> down there uh, in Austin? Oh, how, How'd you get away with that? I have never been in that stadium, and I was a little you – know, you know, the funny thing about uh, – the past, it's in the past, and what's in the present is what we, you know, currently, um, uh, you know, live. And so, uh, I have not had any any weird or uncomfortable exchanges with any of the University of Texas fans, or um, you know, I know some of the staff, uh, you know. And back in the day, you know, I absolutely hated the University of Texas. That was my arch rival, you know, from high school all the way through college. And you got to have that. You know, on defense, you got to have somebody to absolutely despise. And uh, uh, Texas was one of those teams that I just absolutely despised. But Nebraska, on the other hand, was one of those teams I absolutely respected because I knew that getting the shot in the mouth is going to happen for four quarters, and you got to be prepared for it. And it's going to be a good, clean shot in the mouth, but you you better be be able to bring your own shots in the mouth so that. Uh, um, that you can answer the call, and uh, it was it was fun to watch last week's game because I got a chance to see Texas early and see how they've changed and how they've adopted, uh, you know, with the, the new quarterback. And it's unfortunate that the quarterback went down in the second quarter because I believe had he stayed in the second half, Texas beats Alabama because they dominated pretty much the four for four quarters up until the middle of the fourth quarter. Hard to uh, hard to uh, argue against that. Hey, Brian, uh, thank you so much for your time and safe travels up to Lincoln. Thanks again. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. There you go. All right, we'll see you later. Awesome stuff. Oh, love having the balls on. And good breakdown, you know. I think good breakdown of the team, of, of kind of the mind. That's the boss. You going to argue with anything he has to say, Teach? You got a problem with anything the boss has to say? I've never had a problem with anything the boss has to say. And he answered my no. question when Kurt and I are squinting, uh, two uh, old half-blind men uh, squinting, saying, is that Boz in the tunnel last weekend, or is that Switzer? It might be Switzer. No, I think it's Boz. Um, <laughs> we found out Bosworth was at the Texas-Alabama game, so it was not, <laughs> not Brian Bosworth in the tunnel. That's awesome. Now, did he say he's going to be there Saturday? Did he confirm? I, I, I heard... Tyler asked, said he thought he was going to be there, but I don't remember Vaz ever saying he was for sure. I know Switzer and Keith Jackson are supposed to be there. Right. I hope that's true. I hope Vaz is there, too. Um, hadn't been back since 1986, the one-handed catch in the Tim Lasher uh, field goal year. Uh, very cool. The mayor of Fansville himself, Brian Bosworth. All right, quick break. We are en route. I'm in Blackwell, Oklahoma, headed to Nebraska. OU Nebraska coming up tomorrow. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. Stay with us. I'm from Kansas. All right. So this is the this is the rough patch, Teach. You got me again here? I got you. 
they're right at the Kansas border. Uh, for whatever reason, there's bad cell signal. So we're, we've, I think we've made it through most of the bad patch, so hopefully we'll be okay. We welcome in now Steely's uncle. He joins us every Friday. I imagine he is also en route to Lincoln. Maybe he's already there. I don't know. Good morning, uncle. I will be leaving in about 30 minutes. I will be running up there. What I do is I sprint 10 miles, then I jog 10 miles, and then I do 100 one-arm push-ups and start the whole process over again. I'll probably be up there about 2 p.m. would be my guess. Now, I have a uh, breaking news for you. Last week, the Sooners beat uh, Kent State's Technical college or whoever they were, thirty-three to three. Now, I have it from good authority that last week the offense was told not to score much in the first half because they wanted the majority of the scoring to happen in the second half. Uh, So when the sun went down, they could show off the new light show. Otherwise, it would have been sixty-three to three. Sixty-three to three. But they wanted yeah. to hold it back for the light show. But Tiro, the the offense, we're going to be a good shooter offense. But Danny Stutzman, Reggie Grimes, Billy Bowman are leading us into a new era of Boomer Sooner defensive domination that will be on display tomorrow in Lincoln. And I love the smell of crimson and cream in the morning. Smells like victory. Now, I'd like to pay tribute to the greatest coach in OU Nebraska history, the man who broke the hearts of the Huskers everywhere, who still haunts Tom Osborne to this day. And, of course, that's Barry, by God, Switzer, the man who created Sooner Magic in Lincoln all the way back in 1976. You think Elvis Peacock, Woody Shepard, George Buster Rhymes, Keith Jackson, Jimmy Lasher, Brian Hall, 84, goal line stand. And that magic will be on display again tomorrow as Oklahoma opens up a big old can of whoop-ass against that pathetic excuse for a Nebraska football team. They are sad. Wow. Wow, it sounds like you're confident in this game. Shockingly, Uncle. Do you have some great memories from yesteryear uh, watching uh, Barry and Tom go head-to-head? Absolutely. Switzer pulled a rabbit out of the hat every year, and Tom Osborne would be over there. The cutaway shot on television where he's smacking that gum, wondering what the heck just happened again. Now, as for this year, T-Row, don't believe these media fools who are trying to fill you with a bunch of BS. Nebraska just fired Jack Frost. Now they've got Mickey. They'll be fired up. Watch out. They'll be ready for OU. That's a bunch of horse manure. Nebraska just got beat by Southern Georgia, gave up 9 million yards. OU's going to roll them like a bad burrito. Oklahoma's going to hang a half hundred on them by halftime. Guaranteed. Wow, by halftime. Holy cow. Yes. It's a big red route, it sounds like, in your mind. Uh, You're going to see it, it's going to be the day that General Booty debuts, no doubt. By the way, last week, I don't know if you heard the, or saw the police report, but I did make it up to uh, SC's matchup. Um, 
Unfortunately, they uh, going through security. They caught me with a pair of brass knuckles, a can of pepper spray, and handcuffs. Now, I was going to make a oh, citizen's boy. arrest of Muleshoe and charge him with treason against the Sooner Nation, but they kicked my ass out of there. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, Uncle. I'm, I, I'm glad that uh, that you're out of jail, though, and hopefully you've learned your lesson here. The lesson will be taught tomorrow morning on the Children of the Corn at 11 a.m. Here's my prediction, T-Row. Mark it down, baby. OU 69, Nebraska 0, and Wadye Morris scores on the fumble ruski. Mark it down. Okay, I haven't heard that one yet. 69 nothing. I think the same prediction you had last week, Uncle, so that's uh, that's good to know. All right, now be safe getting up here. Good luck with the one-arm push-ups and everything. Don't get any fights in Lincoln. And uh, as always, we appreciate your time. We'll talk to you next week, Uncle. Zero, you were the man. Tell uh, the Drake I voted that he shouldn't have been in the locks contest, but that's all right. Three words. Boomer. Freaking. Sooner. <laughs> the Uncle. There you go. Wanye Morris on the fumble ruski, TJ. That would be... That would be quite a return to the lineup. I have a good. Oh, you hasn't about run booty. the fumble ruski in a couple of seasons. Yeah, you better you better put that down on your three predictions. Add to it. Yeah, that is a good. I would like to see Biedenbow in the team meeting in the offensive strategy session when Levy suggests the fumble ruski. <laughs> I, I would love to see it. I don't think that's going to happen. I just want to see Wanye Morris for sure on the field on Saturday. Um, I also noticed with Uncle yeah. today, he's pretty much like Brent Venables. You just open up and uh, introduce him, and then you can just let him go for several minutes, and he can pretty much fill up an entire segment right. without you ever having to ask another question. So, Right. Probably should have warned him in advance that I was in the car with Papa T today. Maybe uh, asked him to clean up his language a little bit. It's sad I was thinking the same thing as he's uh, talking about being arrested. But that's okay. That's okay. He did. It's always entertaining to have the uncle on with us. So I will be looking forward to the fumble ruski tomorrow. Um, all right. Hey, I wanted to play a clip before we get a break here. Um, you know, Mickey Joseph going to be in the spotlight. I saw, I, I think it was Parker. That posted last night, you know, they were at a high school football game up there. They're recruiting that tight end. Both OU and Nebraska are in on that that tight end up there. Mm -hmm. And Mickey Joseph showed up at the game, and the crowd started chanting his name and how excited they are about him and everything. So um, we'll see. He's in the spotlight tomorrow for sure. He he talked about uh, his team getting a fresh start. We tell him we start from scratch. We move everything. Everything to the past, and we start from here. We have nine. We have nine more opportunities, and we're capable of winning games. And that's why they understand the first. The first opportunity is this weekend against OU. A really, a really, really good opponent. Really good football team. All right, there you go. So, you, are you worried? I mean, well, I guess we'll find out next hour about your gut. But it seemed like the fact that the crowd was chanting bothered you there, TJ. 
Yeah, that means they might chant tomorrow, and I wasn't expecting that. The gut's going to have to readjust <laughs> some things. <laughs> uh, one other announcement yesterday. the Next week, next Saturday at the Kansas State game will be the uh, Selman Brothers statue dedication. This is going to be very cool. The first defensive statue at uh, Owen Field. Uh, they unveiled what it's going to look like last year before the Nebraska game, and now it's ready to be uh, erected and unveiled, and so that'll happen this week, and they will have a dedication before the game next Saturday at 3.30. So the game's at 7 o'clock next week. If you would like, it's free, if you would like to go to the statue dedication, I think that Lucius and Dewey are both going to be there, and uh, of course Zach and the families, and um, going to be some special speakers and everything. It'll be very cool. That's going to be three thirty next Saturday. It should time out pretty well because I would imagine the Walk of Champions will be in the four forty-five range. It's usually a little, bef- a little more than two hours out from kickoffs when they've been arriving at the stadium. So. This will be on the other corner. This is at the corner of Jenkins and and Brooks is where the statue is. So you can uh, go to the statue dedication at 3.30 and then make your way down if you'd like for the Walk of Champions uh, a little bit after that. But I'm looking forward to seeing this, TJ. It's got all three of them. It's kind of that famous photo that we always see of the three of them walking side by side together. And uh, that's going to be that's going to be pretty neat. Sources have told me that statue being stored in the same facility that held the Baker Mayfield statue oh, really? in Choctaw, Oklahoma. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. That uh, the official statue storage facility of the Oklahoma Sooners. <laughs> That's right. Over there in Choctaw. All right. We still got a lot coming up on the show today. Don't forget, you got to get your picks in by 9 a.m. If you are still on the King of the Mountain, the House Smith Restaurant Group, King of the Mountain. Coming up next hour, three predictions. Our Ref Royal Rumble picks for this weekend. TJ's got Chris Plank's going to join us. we got the scene setter. The whole lot going on on this OEC Fiber Football Friday. I'm on the road. I'm in Kansas somewhere, south of Wichita. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. Yeah. You know what this song's about, Teach? Coming this is about back to a man, Omaha. Hard-working, it's a hard-working man in the Midwest, in, in, the, in the heartland of America, who decides right. he's going to go out to California and give it a try, because that looks nice. And when he's out there, he's like, this place is, this is garbage, not for me. And he goes back to the heartland. So kind of strikes a chord, you know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. I That's think, Waylon uh, Jennings, ladies and gentlemen. I think Skip Johnson's returning to Omaha tonight. I think he's at the Boomer Bash, right? Or do you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. I Is think, that true? I think he's one of the, the uh, speakers tonight. I think he's heading up the Boomer Bash tonight, I think. I think it's Skip. So, yeah. I could be uh, making That's that completely awesome. up, but that's what I've heard. So, I think it's Skip tonight. Uh, Saxon Realty Group we should have. This hour. Uh, we should have uh, 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 what's our right fielder's name? TJ, leadoff hitter, right fielder. Um. Uh, oh uh, gosh! Come on, what's his name? <laughs> Teach, come on! You can't have forgotten already. <laughs> I, I haven't. Um, 
We should have him run down the first baseline. I was going to say, run down the first baseline. Why are we blanking on this? foul territory. Um, well, I'm not. I remember it. I just see if you can remember it or not. I can't think, I can't think of it. We're <laughs> That's so sad. old. You're, we you're pathetic. so old. You're pathetic. <laughs> I'm pathetic. It's easy. Um, yeah. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Somebody wants to know if Papa T's picking the music today. Um, he's not, um, but hopefully he's enjoying we it. Discussed... Oh, you're talking about on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, I think he can only hear my end of the broadcast. I don't think he can hear your end of the he's broadcast. He's not hearing my excellent so. quality work today. No, he's just uh, he's just hearing you and you're babbling. Spikerman is his name, uh, yeah, TJ. Oh my I can't gosh. believe remember that. I, I, John I, all Spikerman. that I could think of was Tanner Treadway, and I knew that wasn't right, and that was the only name that was stuck in my head, and I couldn't get around it. So I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, Spikerman. Yeah. Um, someone asking, where will the guys be in Omaha? The session room. The session room is where they will broadcast today from 12 to 6. Parker Thune will kick things off at noon. As we found out earlier, Travis and Tyler tomorrow for pregame from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. will be in the Pinnacle Bank Arena lot. They will probably be able to give more detailed uh, location tomorrow morning, but they'll be over there in that lot right next to the basketball arena doing pregame with the ref mobile, so stop by and see them. You're going to be around tomorrow. Hillbilly Vegas. Hillbilly be Vegas. There, uh, playing some hits, it sounds yeah. like, tomorrow. That's right. They said the session room is over by the uh, baseball stadium. Yes. Uh, by uh, Charles Schwab Field. Uh, so somewhere over in that area. This is Midwest City Jeff. Brian Bosworth is the sheriff of Fansville, not the mayor. Thank you and have a good day, no, Tommy right. and Tyler. Did he say Thank mayor you. on that interview? That's correct. No, I said mayor. Oh, okay, okay. After he was on, I said, there's the mayor of Fansville, and he is the sheriff of Fansville, and I apologize for getting the wrong civic office there, boss. It's my bad. Uh, weird, TJ can stream The Netflix. mayor of Fansville is an entirely different person. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Have we met the mayor of Fansville? I'm sure we have at some point in these commercials. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, this one says, weird, TJ can stream Netflix, but not Amazon Prime and ESPN+. Plus. Ask Josie about that. Um, I've got Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. I'm just saying I was busy last night. I did not have time to go and stream the football game on Amazon Prime. So, If he did, he would watch it on his phone. On my phone. On my and phone. And not on his television. Absolutely. Because he only streams things on his phone. Once I have ESPN+, Plus, I will never watch it on my television, ever. It will mm-hmm. always be on no. my phone. Mm-hmm. So, You're I, a weird duck, I, TJ Perry. I, I tweeted out about that Cobra Kai thing yesterday. I finished it up watching it at my house with my TV on watching Cobra Kai on my phone. We're all happy for you. Yeah. Can't, can't Let us know to... when you join the rest of us. I never will. I have my Your TV for a movies. reason. I have my TV for a reason. Cable television. So, yeah. In route does not work, Toby. We need specific locations. Okay, I am. Uh, we are just now getting ready to pass the Kansas Star Casino. Uh, mile marker thirty-two in Kansas. Specific enough. Works for me. Works for me. All right, there you go. So uh, Wichita. I mean, we're making really good time, TJ. 
We're not even two hours deep in the show yet, and I'm we're practically halfway there, it feels like. So this is going well. We'll take a break. When we come back, three predictions for OU Nebraska. I've got all of the Ref Royal Rumble picks for this weekend, minus one. Josh Helmer, if you're out there, we need your picks. TJ's got coming up next hour. Your first chance to hear the Nebraska scene setter. Stay with us here on the Ref, the home of Sooner fans.